It's recording, if you're curious. I just took that long time. Welcome to the No Happiness Podcast, where there are no happiness, just happy friendings. A podcast where we used to ask three levels of questions. We don't really do that anymore. I just kind of hang out. And the more I think about it, the more I discussed it today, where this podcast has kind of become an audio time capsule. And I think that's a very accurate assessment of it. So it's not so much about figuring out what my message in the world is going to be or anything like that. It's more like it's going to capture this particular timeline for me. And I guess that's whoever wants to come along for the adventure and learn things while I learn things. You're more than welcome. So now that's the new thing. You know, no happy and it's just happy friendings and audio time capsule. That's pretty interesting. I'm your host, Brian. Um, Originally... There was going to be a podcast with Eddie because it was going to be his last podcast in person, probably, before he moved home to New York. That podcast quickly went off the rails and was quickly incoherent. Uh, The people on that podcast think it was still usable. I do not think it's usable personally because it was short and there was a lot of inappropriate noises, to be completely honest with you. (laughs) That probably makes you guys want to hear it more, but it's it's really, no. Uh, We're going to go ahead and dead that right now. You've probably noticed... That in the title, uh, it's it's an interesting podcast for sure because my girlfriend Nikki is on. Uh, that's her quiet high. But before we get to the good parts, I have to record an ad because we have a sponsor today who actually paid money for said ad. And I said it as a joke on the podcast, but obviously because Eddie's the friend that he is, he decided to go ahead and pay me the money for this ad, which is... he. <laughs> He sent me $5 on PayPal and he said, I would like an ad, please. So this scumbag, right before he left and he's leaving forever and he's never going to come back to Virginia, he decided, take this $5 and say something nice about me. So I will say that today's sponsor is a, is a friend of a friend of a friend who also just became a friend. See, Nikki's like nodding and she, she approves of Eddie. She likes Eddie a lot. I, I could, you know, I'm kind of indifferent. I will also say he's a talented photographer. I don't know how long this ad has to be, but he is a talented photographer. That much is true. He's also very much one of those people that doesn't like to get paid for photography because he feels like that cheapens it for him. He, do, he likes to do it as a hobby, and he understands the both sides of it. Like People who do it professionally, do it professionally, that's great for them. But for him, when money becomes involved, it becomes a little bit less fun. He feels less creative. So I respect that. It's, a, it's very much an artist's take, but it's not like trashing anybody who decides to do it for money. But here's the actual ad and the compliment that he paid for. So I once compared Eddie to a bowl of ramen, right? Because I think he's a layered human, but at his core, he's a comfort food. You know, one that makes people feel at home, feel warm, feel very, feel very welcome. And I think the comparison goes a little deeper than that. And basically, you're only hearing me talk because I have to do this ad because I was paid for it. And it's not a contractual thing, but I'm a man of my word. Nikki's over here dying. She's laughing, but she really doesn't want to laugh into the mic. Anyways, but I think the comparison goes a little deeper than that because everyone has had basic, bad, or underwhelming ramen. Everybody's had top ramen. Everybody's had shitty ramen from a restaurant. Every, I mean, it's... And you know what? That Those people are, like, that ramen, like your, your top ramens and your bad ramens at restaurants, those are, those are friends that flake. They don't put effort into the friendship where they just say things to say things. They say, let's do this sometime. Let's hang out. But they never intend to act on it. Eddie, Eddie's a top-tier ramen. My man is a ramen that has that crunch of fresh noodles, you know, the fire of a piping hot bowl, but the soft-boiled egg is perfectly soft-boiled, and that's just to top it off. That's to say, he's got a tough exterior for sure, because he talked a lot of shit, because he, he do talk a lot of shit, 
but that's part of that's one of the things I enjoy doing with Eddie is talk a lot of shit actually. But and then the fu- there's a fire in him to compete slash do great. That's something I've seen in him because I know that he hates losing at basically anything. He he definitely hates losing. So there's a fire in him to compete, and that's the, the piping hot suit. But the soft bull egg is the soft side because of like how much he cares for his homies and the like the people that are close to him. So that's that's Eddie's ad that he paid for, sponsored by Eddie Nguyen. He was on previous episodes. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, clearly people just like to pay me to compliment them. That's what we've come to because I'm such a bad friend. <laughs> and so now, let's talk to our guest, Nikki Shaw, my girlfriend. Hey, clap, 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 clap. Hello. Clap. Hello. How are you? Good. Doing well. You're doing good? Yeah. How do you feel about being on the podcast? It's an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, right? I, I think, you know, the thing is, is you said the, the mics are so fancy and then that's the reaction everybody has the first time I feel like. Yeah, it was like a, it was a whole scenario. I like walked out and I was like, whoa. There are things happening here. Yeah, it transformed into a studio. Uh, this is probably the nicest of the studios that I've been in. Oh. <laughs> so one studio having been my bedroom is a mess. The other studio is um, Willie's shady basement where we connect to a ping pong table and there's a whole bunch of other things going on in that basement. I see. I made it sound really bad and like weird grimy things, but no, it's not like grimy things. It's just there's a lot going on in the basement. <laughs> but yes, nicest studio we've been in. Uh, we are in Nikki's wonderful apartment. I won't say where because obviously that would be weird, but hmm, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. You have no idea what we're going to talk about either. No. But I'm ready for anything. Okay. Well, how about I just Google, I'll just Google things, questions to ask your significant other. And then let's see if that just takes on, takes us on a fun tangent. Ooh. Does that sound good? That does. Spicy. Spicy? <laughs> okay. How about you fill, do you, you want to fill some air while I do some Googling? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's, let's get a quick background. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> My name is Nikki. We're putting the pressure on. <laughs> I'm from Virginia. Mm-hmm. I moved around. I was a military kid. Up in Japan during I high did. school. I did, yeah. Um, you speak fluent Spanish. I do. <laughs> I do that too. You speak fluent Gujarati. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm Gujarati Indian, and uh, yeah, I grew up in Spain and Japan. Did a lot of Spanish speaking um, for translating in hospitals and stuff like that. And my Japanese is so-so. Duolingo is <laughs> trying to help me out. <laughs> But uh, besides that, I was a Peace Corps volunteer post-college. Mm-hmm. Um, most met most of my girlfriends there. And then now I'm just, you know, living that work in life, trying to adult. <laughs> However, now that we've got the basic, basic uh, intro to Nikki, right, right. Are you, are you prepared for this first question? I oh. just, there's, there's a random list of 100 questions. I don't know if we're going to go through all of them, obviously, because that's a lot of questions. <laughs> but... You know, the other part of it, too, is I guess I should have asked people if they want to ask questions to us as, as a couple. Oh, yeah. maybe they would want to know, like, our first date story or something like that. That would be cute. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> I, I avoid... I'm dodging telling this story just for one particular reason. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Nikki and I, we had a video date before we went on our first date. Um, we definitely we, did. We, she swiped right on Bumble. Yes, I did. And then I was like, ooh. She's quite attractive. I will also swipe right. I was with I was with Aaron and Alyssa. Shout out to them. Shout out to both Aaron and Alyssa, very important members and fans of this and friends of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, check her out. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. I already swipe right. I, I appreciate <laughs> the opinion. But 
I do like to have Aaron and Alyssa's approval because they're they're good judges of character for the most part, as far as I know. And so they're they're cool. Um, the part that I was so we started talking. You said your favorite meal was breakfast burritos. One hundred percent. It's a food group. It's like its own pyramid, <laughs> like inside the food plate. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. And so we we do breakfast burritos. Now, I mean, we've we've been dating for I mean a while now. There's obviously more to the story, but we try and do breakfast burritos every other week now. We get it from Anita's. Shout out to Anita's. <laughs> Maybe we should have had breakfast burritos for this podcast. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she commented because I think my profile said something like, who can do makeup because I'm trying to be Zuko for Halloween. Mm, that's accurate. As it turns out, you were not there to do my makeup, but that's you did provide me with makeup. Yes. Yes, I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, well, I can do makeup. I Side note, I really love doing makeup, yeah. my own and others. And uh, Avatar is definitely one of my favorite animated shows. So I was like 10 out of 10 on this one. <laughs> hey. Hey. If we had an audience right now, there'd be so many of my friends being like, hey. <laughs> I'm trying to replicate it for them. But yeah, that's the that's the quick version of our story. Pretty much. Um, yeah. We went on a video date. Uh, the story for the first date that I was joking about avoiding telling, which I don't actually avoid a mind telling, is that we were going on our walk. Our first date was a walk uh, around a garden type area place. And while we were doing that, you know, we came to this gazebo and we were sitting and we were talking and I was looking at it and we were looking out on this pond and there was this opportunity to go for the first kiss, essentially. <laughs> and I, I, I then, like, well, I didn't go for said first kiss because, you know, everything that was going on in the world and, you know, we had obviously, we discussed being safe and, like, quarantine and so on and so forth, yeah, 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 yada, 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 right? <laughs> but, like, we were talking with our masks off when we were away from other people because we had gotten to that trust level point after our video day and everything and we were just comfortable with that, right? Mm. So then I see I'm sitting there and so we're sitting at this gazebo looking out on the pond and we decide or we we start moving again. I was like, hey, here's the thing. And she's like, what's going on? And I tell her, so I was going to kiss you. This is where I would have kissed you. So unfortunate. I would have went for the first (laughs) kiss right here. But however, given the circumstances that be, I wasn't sure that you'd be comfortable with that. And she said, you missed an opportunity. Yep, he definitely (laughs) did. I mean, I go back there just to, to to put a laugh. Just to troll me, yeah. We went back to that same place, and she's like, hey, you remember that place where you didn't kiss me? <laughs> you flaked. <laughs> I didn't flake. <laughs> I was respectful, just making a point, all right? There yes. was a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely right. Uh, COVID protocols were, were observed, yes. definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Testing out comfortability levels. Yes. It's respectable. It's respectable. And for the people that are nosy, yes, I did eventually kiss her on that same date later that date. We had a great first date. It was a very long first date it by was. most people's standards, I would say. For sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the quick version. Anyways, down to these troll questions. <laughs> if you could have a dinner with any celebrity, alive or dead, who would it be? Are you thinking about this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. You can keep thinking. I I kind of have an answer, mm-hmm. but I haven't been tracking her recently, um, so I don't know. You don't know if she's been canceled? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, not even canceled, but like what she's been up to now. Um, uh, so I can tell you who it's not. Who? It's not Priyanka Chopra. Absolutely not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was out when I was in Peace Corps, so like 2016 to 2018, I was super obsessed with 
I think Amal Clooney. Mm. And um, I was following her through her like foundations and like stuff like that. And I kind of just wanted to know how she did it. Because I mean, she yeah. has like a huge like ass, like she has a lot of assets and and how she like just contributes and she yeah, just has yeah. a very giving heart. So um, I think she would be a person that I would like to talk to, mm-hmm. but um, I actually haven't kept up with her in a while, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, that would be my person probably. I think she's so interesting because she wasn't a celebrity per se before she dated slash married George Clooney. Yeah. She was a powerful person for sure because for sure. I know that she was, I think she was a lawyer. She is still, she I is believe. She's still a lawyer, yeah. a practicing lawyer. And yeah. then she built wealth, however she built, like through her assets and things like that. And so she, I mean, obviously had her shit together. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like I haven't actually looked her up, in a, which is really sad because <laughs> looking back, I used to look her up all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she would probably be my person. That's a pretty good one. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, kind. I think that's. I think that's. She's a really interesting person. Mm. I'm trying to think if there would, if there's somebody that I would pick immediately. Obviously, there would be funny ones where I could pick Pete Davidson, for example. Ooh, that would be a good one. Because, you know, then I'll look at him and be like, "Do I really look like this guy?" And he'll look at me and he's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Exactly. But I think in terms of like, uh, the most interesting dinner, and it says alive or dead, so I think I would go with. I, th- I think I would go with Bruce Lee because I think he's Ooh. such a fascinating human in general because people know him for his martial arts, but he studied philosophy in college. And he's always had so many grand and beautiful quotes, honestly, about life and like not just martial arts, but how to approach life and how to move through and uh, kind of go through things. And that's, I think, would be a really cool conversation because I always find people who study philosophy and can discuss that type of thing really fascinating. I, I probably even considered studying philosophy, but obviously got super terrified of the prospect of not having a job after college. So Frightening thought, but I think you would have done really well in philosophy. Yeah, I think it would have been fun. <laughs> Maybe I should go back someday and, and study philosophy. <laughs> Plenty <I'm>, of time. <laughs> when I'm retired and have assets and money too. <laughs> hmm. Do you want to go on to another question? Sure. Okay. Let's move along. What was the one, what was one of the silliest things you thought of or misunderstood as a kid? This one's easy for me. I'll tell a story because I've told you this story already, but I don't okay. think I've told it on the podcast. So Ooh. you can think of your story while I tell it. Go ahead. But basically, as I was growing I don't think I've told this on the podcast at least, but as I was growing up, there was a lot of American nursery, American nursery rhymes mm-hmm. that I was unfamiliar with. So mm-hmm. people... Kids would sing them, and so some of them you pick up along the way. So like you hear like bits of like Humpty Dumpty, you know, Ring Around the Rosie, so on and so forth. But I remember in middle school there was this song called Chain Hang Low, and it was a very popular song. And I was like, this song sounds kind of weird. Like why is it? But the thing is, is that it was like a it was not a remake, but it's a sample of mm-hmm. a nursery rhyme about an elephant whose trunk hangs low or something. Oh yeah. And I was just like. This is a weird... And then I somebody told me that it was a, it was based off a nursery rhyme. I was like, oh, that's already weird too. And then I learned about it. I was like, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> but I, I definitely did not understand that song for a long while. I was like, this is... Okay, you guys like what you like. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah. I did... I do remember you telling me that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is something really, really silly, which is um, misunderstood as a kid. Um, so... 
I actually haven't told you this, so I'll leave you really hey. Okay, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, so my parents growing up, like, uh, like convincing your kid to do something that's like out of their norm is mm-hmm. like really odd. So you have to like tie it to something that they like. So my parents on rude trips would get us McDonald's pancakes, and they were like our favorite. <laughs> like we would, and like the hash browns and like everything. McDonald's McDonald's breakfast is sacred for it's a lot of kids. So honestly. good, yeah. Uh, I still love it to this day. <laughs> I don't eat it as much, but I do still love it. I did, yeah. I agree with you. Definitely don't eat it as much, but. It's like holds a special place in my heart now, but um, whenever we would like forget to turn off the lights um, or like we some random like chore that we would forget, mm-hmm. like my parents would be like, "Oh, McDonald's will know," so like you can't go there anymore. <laughs> so like for some reason, I thought like our house's electricity, like this naive thought that like our house's electricity was connected to McDonald's, and like I was like. I got super agile in my young <laughs> ages to like make sure all the lights were turned off and like everything wasn't running, you know. Um, and my dad now still at the age like I have a younger brother as well, and and when whenever we're home, he's always like, "We won't have money for McDonald's," and I'm like, "Dad, that doesn't work anymore." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of a naive thought I had as a kid. It's funny because he probably originally joked like that, where it's like, we don't have enough money for McDonald's if you leave the lights on, right? But it's like, also, it kind of became its own myth where it's like, you know how Santa's supposed to know everything that you do? Exactly. It's almost as if Ronald McDonald knew everything that you were exactly, doing. Exactly, like- exactly. He knew that, like, I would be... Go- of course, my brother, he's, like, very intelligent. So he was like, nah. But I'm over here like, yes, I must turn off all the lights. So, yeah. I've been sent some questions on my phone. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what did you want to be when you grew up before you decided to do big brain things with lasers and maps? Um... Oh my. I wanted to be a multilingual translator for the UN. Mm, I did know that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, We have discussed that. Yeah. You do know three languages. Yeah. I mean... Writing um, my home language or Gujarati is very difficult. I've never, unfortunately, been able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my parents actually took us to the UN when I was younger um, to tour it. And I vividly remember as like a kid pulling the tour guide aside and be like, okay, game plan. Like, how do I get to like up there? And um, that translator lifestyle really spoke to me at a very young age. Mm And so that's, I don't know what languages were going through my brain, um, but I, I definitely know Hindi was one of them, which unfortunately I haven't gotten around to. But um, yeah, it's definitely what I wanted to be growing up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's still technically on the table. I mean, still, yeah. yeah. I mean, like like you said. Just not at this current moment. Correct. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm definitely, um, I mean, I'm trying to keep up with my Spanish as much as I can. It's harder now. Um, and learning languages, of course, I think at the, at, at like 27, which I am, (laughs) um, is, is difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's harder to kind of keep in practice if no one else speaks the language and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I used to be able to know it just based off TV. So 
Tear, tear. I think you're secretly <laughs> learning Korean with all the K-dramas that you watch. It's very true. I have a, a slight obsession with K-dramas. It's very true. What are... what? Let, let's... let's can you can you list your top three favorite K dramas? Oh my! Of all time, or is that too much pressure? It oh doesn't have to be a specific order. Yeah, okay. But just your top three. D well, okay. So, Boys Over Flowers. Shout out to Boys Over Flowers. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, that was my first K drama ever. That's a lot of people's first K drama. Yeah, ever, you know? I think it just like. It holds a special place in your heart because it was like your first one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I didn't really understand what language it was or anything like that. Um, but I still rewatch it like pretty often, yeah. which is like it's not as good anymore because K-dramas have come so far. Yeah. But it the storyline is, is solid. Um, Goblin is definitely yeah. one of my other ones. <laughs> it was beautifully done, I think. Um, the third one's a, a huge question mark. Um, yeah, because I know you watched a lot recently. So you watch, I know that you like Hospital Playlist. Oh, I loved Hospital Playlist. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be not, not to be okay. But if we were ranking them, Hospital Playlist was really good for mm. me. I don't know what it was about it, but it, I think it was like <laughs> the funny blur. Like their personalities are so funny. Yeah. It's like sitcom-y kind of, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like that one. <laughs> Man, I love Goblin. It's That's really so the only K-drama I think that I've watched start to end, and then I recommended it to everybody, basically. It's so good. I mean, I told you this, you can only go up from here. Like, Goblin, you started on a great one. I feel like you meant that I can only go down, because, because Goblin was so good that the rest of them won't match up. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope that that's not the case. Oh, Mystic Pop-Up Bar. I've been watching a lot of Netflix ones. Mm. Yeah, Net, Net, uh, Love Alarm just came out, and I really like that. Um, yeah, Slight Obsession, for sure. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, we got another question. Ooh, shoot. Uh, do you prefer corn or flour tortillas? Ooh, corn. <laughs> Definitely love the texture better. Okay. Weapon of choice during a zombie apocalypse. You only get to choose one. Only get to choose one. Okay. I have I have one. Oh, I it, there's not a multiple choice. No, there's not a multiple choice. Oh, choice bow and arrow for sure. Because I'm a hidden Legolas. I already know. <laughs> have you been arched? Like, have you shot arrows before? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, I'm okay. I've only <laughs> shot compound bows. Yeah. But um, we used to do it all the time. Um, so when I was in high school, I was a venture scout. Yeah. And um, so I would staff a lot of Boy Scout camps and. Uh, uh, archery range was always open to staff later so i would always go and like shoot a couple arrows around her yeah nikki did the robin hood she split three arrows I've seen it. <laughs> definitely did that <laughs> i like think that like i think a accurate description is like i dabble in like things <laughs> i wouldn't say i'm like good at anything uh who was your inspiration growing up and now if they're different people oh my i know they're just the questions are just flooding in in this in this chat. I, I put out the call. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Inspiration growing up. Um, so um, my father has always been a very great role model for me, and I think it's it's changed based on our relate. Of course, my parents' relationship, but now it's definitely my mom. Um, but my my dad um, was in the like 
immigrated at the age of 18, Mm -hmm. worked in a factory all through college in his master's, and then decided to join the military, which was um, unheard of. And and he's just kind of a remarkable human, even to this day. He's a quiet man. (laughs) I don't mean, I I haven't haven't met him yet, but you've always described him, and I always like to think of him as just somebody who's a very steady person i guess just you know a very rock solid like a mountain yeah he's he's just cool like (laughs) he's just really cool um and then now it's my mom because she's kind of i call her my force of nature um because she's um she's remarkable Mm -hmm. she really is um i think at the age of 50 she decided to change her whole career path and become a nurse and And she kicks ass, I swear. <laughs> so It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Not the craziest, but it's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. These we're just going in. There's so yeah, many let's, questions. So okay. Here's 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 one, because I know that you like fantasy adventure things. Sure. This is a I, I didn't expect to see this, but if you were picking between these three wizards. Oh wow, okay. Gandalf, Ooh. Dumbledore, oh. or Merlin. Yeah, it's tough to think. I'm actually surprised this question got asked. I would say Gandalf. Gandalf's pretty great. Yeah. Um, because of the simple fact that I felt like Merlin and Dumbledore had their own secret plans Yeah. the whole time. And Gandalf was truly pretty open like he i mean of course he had like he got to operate in those ways but i think he was always very true to like the team yeah. mm-hmm. and he always was like an asset and it was I, always about the realm you know? yeah, yeah yeah um i'm not like a i'm i'm I don't like to find out things later. So Dumbledore really crushed me with like the whole secret plan with the elder one. I got really lost yeah. a couple of times. I had to read it like three or four times. <laughs> so I was like, oh gosh, okay. Well, um, yeah, so long answer short, Gandalf. <laughs> so we really love Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I'm a I huge fan. Love, yeah, I love <laughs> you know what's actually so interesting about that is So I haven't... I haven't seen Raya and the Last Dragon yet, right? Ooh. But people are saying there's some people, and basically the point of this is to say that there are some white people that are saying Raya and the Last Dragon is a copy of Airbender. And I haven't seen it yet, Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. And they were like, the only difference is now is Zuko's a girl, basically. And I was like, oh, that's such an interesting thing. Like, I have to go see this, the movie. Yeah. But here's the whole thing. This whole thing of saying one movie and or TV show or something is the same as another is just so crazy to me because they only ever say it about, as in my experience at least, they always usually say it about like uh, properties of like people of color basically, mm. which seems so unfair because nobody's out here saying that Game of Thrones is a reduction of Lord of the Rings. It's medieval fantasy. It's it's. I mean, obviously, Game of Thrones is more political and things like that, but it's like. They're within the same realm. You're not saying that one is a rehash of the other. Nobody ever says that. That's fair. You know? It just yeah. seems really lame. It seems like <laughs> a very lazy criticism, in my opinion. Because all stories came from the same type of, like... I don't know what the ten of them are, but I would say there's, like, ten stories in the world. It's, like, the prodigal son returns, prodigal son slash daughter returns, whatever. Mm-hmm. The hero's journey. 
so on and so forth. Like, there's there's ten. I don't know them off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know if there's ten. But my point is, is that they're all some kind of, like, redux if you want to go down that route. Mm-hmm. It just seems unfair. Anyways, that's my small rant for this episode. <laughs> Aside from having to compliment Eddie. I liked it. I liked that compliment of Eddie. It was good. Yeah, you're a big Eddie fan. <laughs> I don't care for him so much. I hope that he's gotten to this part of the episode and he'd be like, yo, what the fuck, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he always talks really nice about you, Eddie. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. She's wilding. <laughs> Nick is wilding right now. <laughs> I'm kind of tight. She out here lying on my podcast. <laughs> I'm going off script. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's your favorite type of cookie? Ooh. Oh man, but there's so many in the world. Um. So, don't hate me, but Panera compost cookie. The hell is a compost cookie? So, is it compost cookie? Oh, no. That's at milk. Oh, yikes. So, Panera everything but the sink cookie. It's like, they just take, it's like sea salt and Reese's and they throw in like chocolate chips and there's caramel and like everything you could want and more and like one cookie no and it's damn. like the size of your face so it's like amazing <laughs> i'm just a huge like salt and chocolate person yeah so having that in a cookie is kind of my fave you also love peanut butter and chocolate oh yes best combo <laughs> so alex is sending me in questions now and i feel like he's trying to ask questions that are just just so serious and so much about our relationship that i'm just like do you want to answer these i don't know if you want to answer these i mean go ahead and ask them and then I okay can... <laughs> okay what about brian let you know that you got that we're good together mm. Mm. so many reasons hey <laughs> um so brian has a very calming nature i've said this to you yeah, you're, you're yeah. aware of this so you said this to me i don't think other people believe this but i'm <laughs> glad that you do <laughs> um and it's just really nice um i think in general to have around um so that's that's what one thing that i like about our relationship for yeah, sure that's a good uh, answer. um i'll accept that you'll say Take it. I'm in trouble, boys and girls. Um, I think another reason is for sure. Um, like uh, Brian definitely helps me come out of my comfort zone. I definitely have like I'm very structured and rigid planner wise. Like I have schedules and ideas, and I guess like recipes or food that I make, and I just. You know, you get stuck in the routine, and Brian encourages me kind of to go out of that, which is really, really nice. Like climbing, which mm. I've recently started doing, so that's that's been really fun. Yeah, you even got your own pair of shoes. I know. I'm all fancy. I you, look like a climber now. You broke through your V0s, and then you started breaking through your V1s, and then you, you found different V1s, two different kinds of climbs, because mm-hmm. one was a slab climb. For those that don't know, a slab climb is more about technical like balance and like kind of understanding your hip shifting and movement is not so much about pulling power Mm. and then another like the other one that you picked that you really wanted to complete was more of a pulling v1 Mm. where one where you kind of had to do a little bit of feet flagging but mainly it was mainly like really using your pulling power to get into different spots and different places which is great yeah a v1 climber oh yeah officially check the box (laughs) check the box (laughs) put it on the resume yeah i'm gonna tell everyone (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but don't tell people that climb outdoors because people that climb outdoors sometimes can be haters. They're like, oh, you climb indoor V1s. That's not a real V1. Although, honestly, all grades in climbing are really subjective. Yeah. That's one thing I've always told people. Like, I like to generally think that it's an up and down progression where that generally trends upwards, like the stonk market, if you will. Mm. Ah, I see. <laughs> but in general, you know, I think a lot of grades are subjective because you deal with the fact that setters are different everywhere. They think different styles are hard, different movements are difficult, so they set different things, obviously. Mm. And plus, you know, they change constantly, in a gym at least. Whereas mm. if you were dealing with the same rock for mm. quite a while, you wouldn't deal with the same rock ever and then finish it and say, you're a V1 climber. Like, that's not right. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. Uh, <laughs> That's rant number two. <laughs> Are we keeping a rant count? We should. I, I go on a lot of those, honestly. It seems like that's maybe that's what people actually listen to the podcast for. Not not I'm a time capsule, not an audio time capsule. It's just to hear me rant and complain about different things that are happening. And I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're having fun. You're I'm having a great time. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What's one thing that people wouldn't know about you at first glance? Or would not guess, I guess. Hmm. 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 You're thinking. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. You could take your time. Actually, I'm wondering if I can think of one for you at yeah. the same time. I'm one. I'm thinking about it, though. I'm a pretty open book. Yeah. Like, kind of at the surface, like, you, you see what you get kind of person. You know? I think that that's accurate for the most part because you're willing to answer any question that people ask you usually. So mm -hmm. as far as I know, and I mean, anytime I've asked you a question, you've been very straightforward about the answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the pillars of our particular relationship is that anytime you've asked me a question or I ask you a question, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing that I think people would not notice at first glance is, is your Peace Corps background, actually. Yeah. And, and the fact that you've worked overseas, to be honest, like, Nobody should really guess what anybody's job is based off how, how they look or what you see them because it doesn't, it's so easy to misconstrue that. Mm. But to be honest, I don't think anybody would guess that you make maps, which is not a common guess in and of itself. Mm. But considering how much traveling you've done, I think that's, that's not something you can see on somebody, but it is very interesting for sure. Because mm. I mean, think about how many different countries you've lived in. That's very true. Um... I guess to answer that particular question, just that I've spent like probably like 50% of my life living overseas. Yeah. And that I guess like the first thing that kind of popped into my mind is like based on the living situation I have now, like living in a place that didn't get water or like electricity was very scarce yeah. or like Porter John's were like the only... Yeah. The only bathroom. No yeah. I think my Peace Corps kind of is like the biggest thing that people wouldn't guess right off the bat. It's basically that you're hardcore. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's, so, it's very interesting though because I mean, I don't know about most people and mm -hmm. I don't know about everybody, but for me, for example, you could say that I lived in Northern Virginia 99% of my lifetime essentially mm. in terms of actual like living. I mean, I've obviously spent time in other places for extended periods. Like I would stay in Richmond for summers with, but that's still in Virginia, for example. I've, I didn't, I don't think I've ever lived overseas for extended periods of time. I mean, I was in Vietnam for, I want to say three weeks. Mm. So, I mean, but not an extended, extended period of time, for example. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a super interesting facet. <laughs> Do you have 
favorite book slash books? Yes. I'm a huge reader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and uh, my favorite books are probably, oh, wow, of course none just come to mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you do read a lot of books, so maybe you just want to talk about some of the genres that you love. Yeah, um, I'm a huge, so I'm a huge non-fiction person yeah um so oh gosh i know that you've read a lot of biographies and autobiographies for yeah. sure. yeah um that's what it was i was i was trying to think of the word and it definitely didn't pop in my brain because i guess i'm just trying to figure out yes so recently i've read a lot of autobiographies and biographies um i'm a huge fan of michelle obama's becoming mm. um which hands down probably one of my favorite books of all time um but yeah and then of course i love like mysteries uh-huh. a lot and i read a lot of crime thrillers um like they're on all on a timeline and they yeah. must like and then um of course this is like i shouldn't say this but like dan brown's books like oh, i don't know who that is oh <laughs> Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Um, I love those books because um, less about the story, but more about like they, he does a lot of job, like codes. I'm huge into codes and cryptography and that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. I've learned something new about you. I think it's called cryptography. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, wait, so do you like things like Rubik's Cubes? Um, I don't like Rubik's Cubes. So it's specifically like cryptography. Yeah, it's like solving, uh, like, I can't do them. I just think it's fascinating uh, how people, like, actually create them and, like, mm-hmm. um, how people's brains work. I think it's super fascinating. And, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge fan of puzzles. So, like, yeah. any kind of puzzle, um, Sudoku, mm-hmm. um, be it like a jigsaw puzzle or something, I'm, like, always usually game for, so... How to smoke some rats in Gloomhaven. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm so bad at that game, but, like, I'm really trying. <laughs> you're, cr- you're crushing it. Nobody at that game is good. Willie nearly died the last time we played. And honestly, he should have died, but we kind of misplayed the the rats a little bit. Anyways, that that's a Gloomhaven story. Unrelated. Unrelated. Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven is a game, is a board game that's like a redux, uh, not a redux, obviously, but it's a more basic friendly version of Dungeons & Dragons. It's mm-hmm. less abstract, so you can actually move on a hex and... Your characters have pre-made stories and things like that, which is really, really cool. We're two scenarios in. I think we're enjoying it a lot. Mm. That's unreal. You know what also, since you mentioned Michelle Obama, I've been listening to Barack Obama's podcast with Bruce Springsteen. And one of the things that I think is really cool about that is that he was telling a story. I forget exactly what the story is, but he said during Michelle and I's presidency, which is such an interesting way to refer to it, Mm -hmm. right? Because... And then there's a couple of other times I want to say he says our presidency. Like he mm-hmm. considers like Michelle not only his other half in life, but just like specifically during the presidency, which is such a cool and interesting because, yeah. you know, so many first ladies in history have not gotten enough credit for what they did. But I want to say Michelle Obama is like the very first one that's as public as she was about like initiatives and like different politics and like as in, I don't know if she was the most involved. I honestly don't know. I don't know enough history, but she was the most like uh, public figure, I would say. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I think she 
in the age of social media, mm. she definitely came to the front for our generation. Yeah. And I think I loved her more for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're right. He, I have heard Obama speak many times about it, that it was always their presidency. Yeah. And um, Shout out to Barack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say shout out to Barry. We're close like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But um, I think, yeah, I think it's super crucial. You're you're absolutely correct. There, it feels like they're the first, in in my experience, that I've heard them say "our." So mm-hmm. that's I think that's a super cool fact. Yeah, I just thought it was super interesting. <laughs> Do you know that it's time to wrap up this podcast? Oh, really? Isn't it fast? Sometimes? Oh my god, it did go by really, really fast. Yeah, I know. It was that ad for Eddie that shit. Oh way too long. no. <laughs> but no i enjoyed the ad for eddie shout out you're supposed to be switzerland you always say that you're switzerland because you're neutral but you're always secretly taking the ally side because in this case i'm the axis i see i see i see (laughs) well thanks for being on the podcast yeah I'm pretty sure everybody who listens to this podcast and be like, "Can we have Nikki back?" I have so many more questions, and I'll be like, "No, you guys cannot have Nikki back. (laughs) You're not good enough for this." (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Come hang out. Come hang out. Oh my goodness! You're (laughs) you're revealing to the world that we have such a small audience that you can tell them to come hang out. (laughs) If this podcast was any good, did you enjoy it at all? Let me know. Email (laughs) no happiness podcast or wait. Yes, no happiness podcast at gmail.com, NHG podcast on Instagram slash Twitter. And then on Anchor, Google, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, you can like, comment, subscribe on those platforms. Eventually, it's going to get to Apple Podcasts somehow, so then I can ask you to rate me five stars or four stars. I honestly, you know, at some point, you know, we'll see how it goes. Mm. Eddie's probably going to rate this shit one star. He'll be like, yo, he's talking mad shit. Disrespectful. Uh,. Yeah, so you can get yourself a sponsorship to the episode by PayPaling me approximately $1. So I just sprinkle your name into the podcast and do an ad for you, apparently, because that's like what we're doing. Every five seconds. like just saying. That $5 is going to buy us McDonald's breakfast one weekend. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Don't tempt me like that. Coming uh, after me. Uh, so, yeah, that's the podcast. <laughs> cool. Okay, bye. Okay, bonus content. Because we have to come up with a title for your episode. Yeah. What are you thinking? Um, Do you want alliteration? Yeah, probably. I think Nikki the Nice is too easy. Yeah, I agree with that. It's too easy. I would say. I mean, we talked about my agile skills. So I was thinking like Nikki the Nimble. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm like still agile, but like the spirit is there. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind is nimble. Yeah. Your spirit is nimble. <laughs> Nikki the Nimble. Yeah. Okay. That works. Okay, bye. (laughs)